Hello, Tusoka family. Welcome to Two Sisters of a Certain Age, Conversations with a Therapist and a Doctor. I'm your co-host, Judy Grant, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist. I'm your other co-host, Dr. Sophia Grant, Board Certified Pediatrician and Board Certified Child Abuse Pediatrician. As always, we're thrilled to have you with us, um, and we've got some, some pretty cool stuff to talk about today. to have, uh, first of all, a fellow Jamaican as our guest. Absolutely. And um, I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Nadine White. Uh, she's also a board-certified pediatrician. We met when we were in, in the trenches at Georgetown, and I think we bonded over that trauma. <laughs> and uh, Nadine is a nocturnist, meaning she stays in the hospital and see, she, she sees patients at night. And in the day, she is an award-winning uh, oh. lifestyle blogger uh, dealing with wine and food and travel. And she has a, um, she's all over the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh as the sophisticated life and she just got back from where Nadine uh from Morocco yeah can you tell us a little bit about that trip (laughs) it seemed epic and I was really jealous watching you guys when I was when you were there agreed Uh, agreed me too me too well thank you for having me um as Sophia said we met back in like 1996 I Mm -hmm. believe at Georgetown um so yes, thank you for having me. And we got spent nine days in Morocco, June 1st to June 10th. Mm-hmm. That was my first official group trip for the sophisticated life. Mm-hmm. So there were 17 of us traveling to five cities over nine days. Um, it was epic. It was epic. We went from Casablanca, Fez, Marrakesh, the Atlas Mountains, and um, spent some time overnight in the Sahara, um, glamping there. So yes, for me to take um 16 people through five cities in morocco for my first um it's culinary travels is the name of the um subset of my my brand that's going to be doing food and wine trips globally Uh um so that was uh yeah pretty epic for my first trip all right so um we we want to know i mean we we want to approach everything from the kind of mental and medical standpoint how do you, I mean, not just Morocco, but how do you pre- pre- prepare for a trip like that from the medical standpoint? I mean, what, what yes. do you do when you map stuff out? Right. So, I mean, safety is always important, obviously. And I always tell people to research where they're going. Um, but from a medical standpoint, you know, there's certain things that you should always bring with you, you know, first aid kit. Um, your medications, especially uh, people who have chronic illnesses, definitely not just bring your medications, but bring extra in case you get stuck in that location. Right. Um, it's preferable to bring medications in the actual bottles that they are in. Just, you know, certain countries will look at you crazy if you just have a bag of pills. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, normally people may do like the seven day containers. But for some countries, it is good to keep them in the actual bottles. Um, but yeah, definitely a first aid kit. Definitely always have Benadryl. Um, for certain countries, it's good to bring things like Cipro for travels, di- diarrhea. Right. 
Um, you know, and so I do always suggest that. And Zofran, some people had for, you know, nausea and vomiting. We right. did have one of our travelers that did have vomiting and diarrhea towards the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did have Zofran and uh, Cipro to give her. So I don't think she ever took the Cipro, but the Zofran was very helpful. Um, so yeah, it's always good to be prepared for, you know, the common illnesses that you can get uh, when you're traveling. So I do recommend that and bringing all your you know, chronic medications um, for your chronic illnesses with you. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. there were a lot of doctors on that trip. So. Yes, there were. So <laughs> no. as a physician, obviously, <laughs> I have a big network of physicians that, you know, follow me. So there was six physicians, I believe. There was mm-hmm. like five Jamaicans. There were two other people that were in healthcare. So yes, I tell people when they travel with me, I'll, I am a pediatrician, but obviously as a physician, I know basic things. Like if you have an right. allergic reaction, travel with mm-hmm. diarrhea, things like that. So, you know, I think that, you know, will give people a certain comfort that when you travel with me, I know like the major things that could happen. So yes, yes, you no, kind of covered I, that way. Yeah, <laughs> that that is a real um, selling feature for sure. Because we, right, <laughs> I think we all think about it. Like when, when you're packing, it's like, do you have the Imodium? Who's got the Pepto? Who has yes. the Advil? Because you, exactly. you need to, you hope you never need those things, but you need to be prepared in the event that you do. Right. You Absolutely. Know, I was um I was getting ready to go on a trip and I was buying all those kind of emergency medications and the pharmacist kind of um checking me out said, "Are you traveling?" I said, oh, yes. "Yes." Cuz I had yes. all those medications. Now, you mentioned that some countries uh will look at you crazy if you just have your your pills in a bottle. What what are those countries that have well, those restrictions? Yes, I would say Muslim countries would be, you know, Mm -hmm. the most scrutinous Mm -hmm. about that because they may think that you're coming to like sell drugs. Some medications like narcotics may not be legal, you know, in those countries. So, you know, you just want to make sure that you have them in the bottle that to say these are prescription medications that you're not coming to sell, you know, narcotics in their country, you know, if it's um, illegal. And you can always go to the state department, state um, department.gov. And look to see what's legal, what's not legal in the countries that you're traveling to. I always tell people to check that um, before you travel to certain countries. But I think those would be Muslim countries are the most strict, I would say, in terms of bringing medications into, you know, into their countries. So, yeah, there's something to check. I have a question. Um, You know, when you when you're preparing for travel, there's always that option, like if you want insurance you know, like that, that medical insurance option. Do you recommend um, investing in that? I don't don't even know what that offers. Can you explain that to us? Absolutely. So I would say so before when I would travel, maybe sporadically internationally, I would get um, travel insurance for just that particular trip. So like World Nomads is a great place to go if you're their website, if you're just doing maybe one or two international trips. Things that you want to look out for definitely is medical evacuation. You want coverage for that because if you get sick somewhere um, internationally and you, you know, it's very expensive. I think it's something like maybe $50,000 to get transported back to the U.S. We definitely want medical coverage. You want medical evacuation coverage. So if you're not doing a lot of international travel and you just, you know, want a one-off then that there's companies that you can look for they have adventure coverage too so if you're you know one of those people that do adventure travel Uh bungee Mm -hmm. jumping you know Mm -hmm. things like that That, then you get extra coverage Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Because there's people I know who have broken their legs I doing know. that. Yeah. So, um, but I would say if you do at least four international trips a year, then mm-hmm. you want to get annual travel insurance. This way, oh. you don't even have to think about when you're getting on that plane, right? Um, you know, or even with your spouse. I have couples annual travel insurance through Alliance. Alliance is really, I guess, how you say it. Um, and so I don't even have to think about it when I'm traveling, you know, internationally because I know I'm covered. The next step of that travel insurance is cancel for any reason. That became popular during COVID because the travel insurances didn't cover um, COVID. So people were like, oh, I have travel insurance, but no, they didn't cover if you got COVID and you had to cancel. So travel for, um, cancel for any reason is what you wanna now look for with your travel insurances to see if you have Mm -hmm. that clause. Mm -hmm. So that would be, you know, you change your mind, you can't get off work, you know, things like that, then you can just cancel for any reason. And there's a lot of group travel companies that require you to have travel insurance. Um, So when you're, you know, signing up for a lot of these group trips, then for instance, for me, I will require travel insurance. Um, I may not require you to have the cancel for any reason, but there are some group companies that do require you to even have that cancel for any reason. Um, So yes, it's very important and it's worth the investment. If again, you do four or more international trips a year, then it's worth the investment. Now, some credit cards do check with your credit card companies also, Mm. because some credit cards do have travel insurance as part of your credit card coverage. So yeah, check with your credit cards, especially Amex um, has a lot of um, coverage for that. So would you have to book your trip with that same credit card to get the insurance? Right. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now, another question. I mean, I have a certain kind of ritual I do when I travel on an airplane. I like, uh, first of all, I wear a mask now. Yes. I take, I take, I take aspirin, uh, baby aspirin before just to prevent blood clots. I know it's right. over the top. I don't know if it's over the top, <laughs> but I wear compression socks. Right. Um, are there, is there anything that you do or you recommend when you travel just kind of for the transportation to where you're going to go? Sure. So I still recommend masks. Um, I do still wipe down my seats and the tables because right. I think to myself, I can't believe we didn't do that before. Like, cause right. they're just, they're gross. Right. I right. Mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will say that a couple of times, unfortunately I've been, this sounds terrible, but I've been in economy lately with Delta just because the flights have been so full. So expensive. And mm-hmm. It's so expensive and so full. But if you sit in the back of Delta flights, and then when you're getting off, you will actually see the people coming on to clean the Delta planes. Right, like they are right. coming on. So I do believe, I do realize that at least with Delta, they do actually pull down the trays and they clean them. But mm-hmm. I still clean my seats. And then, um, so if you have a risk in your family of blood clots, definitely, I would say if you're doing any long haul flights, six hours or longer, you can take the baby aspirin. Um, In terms of compression socks, usually I would say if it's eight hours or longer, then it's good to to wear the compression socks. It's definitely good for flights that long to get up and walk around at least twice during the flight. You know, my husband, he does not ever have to use the bathroom, so he'll fall asleep and just be on a 10 hour flight and not move. If you're one of those people, definitely wear the compression socks mm-hmm. um, to comp- um, you know, to prevent like DVT, deep vein, thrombosis. So I think the family history is important, like I said, in terms of the baby aspirin. If you know, if you're on birth control pills, if yep. you're overweight, if you have a family history of strokes, blood clots, anything like that, mm-hmm. 
then I think the baby aspirin is a good idea and definitely having the compression socks. Stay hydrated, drink a lot, which will make you have to go to the bathroom. So then you'll have to get up and walk around. So that all works. Um, And so, yes, and that's for even if you have long car rides, long train rides, bus rides, it's good to do all of that too, besides just on the airplane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I always get an aisle seat just because I don't want to have me too. Me too. Excuse me, stepping over people and having people be annoyed. Because as a woman of a certain age, my bladder is kind of spastic. And, you know, doesn't hold as much as it used to. That's me. And you always, I mean, and it kind of don't want to have to get up to go to that little bathroom, but you Mm -hmm. really need to drink that water. You really have to drink the water. Especially if you're drinking like alcohol on the plane, just follow that up with drinking the water and, you know, as well. So, and if you have like a layover, walk and you have to get off the plane, walk around a bit. Yeah. Hydration is really important on those long haul flights for sure. So highly recommend. So clearly there is a lot more involved than simply buying your ticket and getting ticket. on that plane. Yes. Yes. It's, preparation you know, is key. preparation is key, even down to how to pack the bag, you know, and, and, yes. and make it efficient and effective um, instead of taking large, larger bags, you can just try to compress to one. Um, I, I will have to say, Nadine is team check your bag. She, she, she wants to have 17 outfits per day. And I am well, team carry on. I am just not a good packer. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Like I, I'm, I'm getting better in Morocco. I think I had just one outfit left. So I'm getting better at packing. Usually what happens is I don't pack to like the night or the morning of So I'm just like throwing stuff in. And if you do that, then you just have to check a bag. But I will say for the carry-on, because this came up in Morocco, someone didn't get their bags. And I know that's happening more Mm -hmm, and more. So I will tell people, put everything that's important to you. I keep my medications in my carry-on. So you want to keep that in your carry-on. Definitely bring like extra underwear, change of clothes, because he did not have any of that. And his bag was stuck in a city that we were not in. His bag was four hours away. And he actually had to um, get a car service and go back to that airport four hours away and then four hours back to where we were to get his bag. So have a change of clothes, underwear, your most important, you know, valuables, your medications. I always take that in my carry on in case your bags like bags now are just like not showing up. So that's important to have in your carry on. Um, But yeah, I unless it's like a three day weekend, I'm checking a bag. Right. (laughs) Right. I, I will admit that. I, I will admit that. I just can't well, do it. One, one thing, I just, I hate walking through the airport with so much stuff. Me too. Me too. And then trying yeah. to lift the bag up to put it upon the thing. I just, yeah. I can't. I can't be yeah. bothered. And get air tags. Air tags. This way you yes. can track your bags. Yes. I've been using air tags lately. So I do yeah. recommend those also. Yep. Yeah. I, I have heard that from a number of people. So that will be yes. something that we do. So Candy yes. and I have a trip coming up in August uh, as we head to Cuba. Yes. Um, Love Cuba. Is, oh, so, okay. So what do we need to prepare for in terms of Cuba since you've been yes. and you have that knowledge? Yes. So for Cuba, get ready to like the Wi-Fi is the biggest issue. Uh, but what are the biggest issues? So you can buy Wi-Fi cards there. Oh, really? Um, so, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's there's Wi-Fi spots, um, depending on where you're staying. So you'll have the Wi-Fi card and you can like, 
you'll be buying a lot of those or like the major hotels there you may be able to like pick up wi-fi at those mm -hmm. places mm -hmm. so that's one of the things don't expect to just be able to like keep in touch with people in the u.s all the time right. so you, you have to kind of get used to that that was a, a big thing for us the money is another thing mm -hmm. um so you'll go to the bank or your hotel may be able to change um us or euro for you into their local currency um we had a bill that had like the smallest slit in it when i say like barely visible and they would not change it like they would not change that oh. it was like like a hundred dollar bill so it was like a big deal in terms of our budget there mm -hmm, right. and uh they wouldn't change it finally our hotel changed it for us so definitely have a huge extra amount of money because you know that you can't like get money there you mm -hmm. know in cuba so just bring a whole lot of extra money because you'll be changing it into their local currency they don't take right. us money they don't take our credit card so that's like oh, the two major really things good to know. Mm -hmm. yeah the wi-fi and the money just bring a lot of extra cash you know because credit cards don't work there, they're not gonna take US money. Um, so those are the two major things to prepare for there. But you're gonna love Cuba, the energy, the music, the people, they want they want US tourists. Like mm -hmm. they're excited to meet people from the US and talk about the history uh, between the two countries and absolutely loved it. It's still like one of our top trips that we've been on. Wow. So, oh. but yeah, prepare for those two things. Thank so you. <laughs> what has been your least favorite place um you know that's tough because i just love to travel and meet people but you know athens i did not enjoy really? i will say yeah it um the acropolis was amazing but the city itself yeah the people weren't that friendly to me mm -hmm. now i went in 2010 so mm -hmm. keep that in mind i went a long time ago but um i loved the islands i loved santorini i loved greece mm -hmm. but the city itself of Athens was didn't do much for me. And surprisingly, not that I didn't like it, but um, Sydney and Melbourne, we went to Australia. It just, it felt too much like the US. Like I didn't mm -hmm. feel like, yeah. you know, yeah. when you travel, you want to go someplace that feels a little different, you right. know? I, we felt like we were in the US most of the time. And now I didn't get to go to the Outback. So I want to go back to the Australia and go, you know, to the Outback and the Great Barrier Reef and so forth. But if you're in the cities of Sydney and Melbourne, I could have just been in the US. It felt like at one point I was like on Venice Beach, you uh -huh. know, and oh. um, mm -hmm. yeah, so it didn't feel different enough. So it wasn't that I didn't like it, but um, yeah, that was, I tell people that. So we went to New Zealand, New Zealand was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I wish we had had spent more time maybe in New Zealand than Australia. Right. Mm -hmm. So right. I plan to go back. It wasn't the flight. You lose like a whole day and a half going there. So right. that was also like right. crazy. Right. Like, oh mm -hmm. my gosh. But the flight wasn't bad. I mean, we flew nonstop from LA to Sydney. And mm -hmm. I mean, if you've been to like Dubai or Asia, it's like the same time. It's, or Africa, time it's like the same time. Yeah. So, um, so I definitely want to go back and see more of the country, but yeah, Athens and Australia were just kind of like, eh. but everywhere else I've been, you know, I've taken away great, great memories and felt, you know, culturally and everything, you know, enriched from, so. You know, Australia isn't high on my bucket list. Mm. They, they have too many things that can kill you, you know, snakes. Snakes. too many snakes. The snakes. We didn't run into those, surprisingly. The snakes. And we went, it, the sea snakes. Sea, <laughs> sea snakes. 
People you know, like, like poisonous like, sea snakes. They and do. Then, and we, and we did go out into the country. And the sharks. And then, like, I've seen these lizards that are the sizes of crocodiles. And, like, spiders yeah. as your head. I mean, it's just like, bam. People always talk about that. And we went to we went to Hunter Valley, which is like the oldest wine region. So we went into like the country for that. The um Great Ocean Road in Melbourne was amazing. So we went out like to the beaches and but we didn't really encounter that. We saw tons of kangaroo, of course. Mm -hmm. We saw koala bears like high up in the trees. Mm -hmm. But thank goodness we did not run into when we were driving, they pointed out uh, one or two things, but we didn't, thank goodness, run into anything that was poisonous on our travels. So, um, yeah. But, no. you know, there were some parts that were, like like I said, the Great Ocean Road was amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. But just wow. in general, it just now, felt like... Is that like know. Hawaii, the road to Hana, where you're just driving and you see cool stuff on the way? Yes, it okay. was. Okay. It was, All yes. Right. It, it was like a 13-hour day. Yeah. So oh, it was yeah. similar to that. Yep. Absolutely. Now have a question i mean you love to travel but it's yeah. also your business is travel work for you like how so, how how do you relax when you're traveling i mean you just did this trip to morocco it's, right. it's the first time you've been but you're also trying to make like how do you balance that yeah so now all my trips are work so you know when we went to hawaii recently that was just leisure so it's like a combination. Some of my travel is leisure. Some of it is for work. So even though in Morocco, I was working, you know, making sure everybody was having a good time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I still got to enjoy the trip because I was in mm -hmm. Morocco. So um, I think, you know, even when I go on press trips for my blog and I'm, you know, creating content when I come back, it's still amazing to me because I'm going to places most of the time that I've never been right, um, experiencing, right. you know, new cultures, new food. So I still enjoy it even when it's when it's work. Um, yeah, no, it's still a good time for me. I'm meeting new people. Like on the trip, I got to meet new people and mm -hmm. um, see all the new connections being made. So it, it still doesn't, it's work that I enjoy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I put it that way. So, so you're you're the definition of when they say do what you love and it doesn't yes, feel like work. Mm -hmm. That's exactly Judy, what right. Were you yes. say? Well, I was going to ask, um, okay, so you're a physician. Where yes. did this where did this love of travel come from or was it always there and you were always trying to find an outlet for it and how do you balance being right. a physician and you know the sophisticated life and culinary travels Right so my mother was a world traveler um she has I still haven't been to all the places she went to so I did grow up with mm. that in my life so my mom used to go to all these different countries she would bring back dolls for me from places she would bring back like you know i was in middle school and i had a louis vuitton bag i didn't even realize the significance of that <laughs> but i she went to italy and she brought back a louis vuitton bag that i mm -hmm. was wearing in middle school so i mean that was oh a my huge gosh <laughs> yeah there, yeah. I, you know, there's a 50 something year old woman said, and there was this girl named Nadine, and she brought a Louie to sixth grade. <laughs> right. And they made fun of me. I mean, they I definitely got made fun of in different ways. And I didn't know why. But I mean, my great aunt and uncle owned a travel agency in Brooklyn. Oh, so okay. she traveled with them initially. And then after that, her and her friends just loved to travel. They would cruise every if there was a cruise going somewhere, they found a way to go on it. 
Um, so that was my first influence. And mm -hmm. then um, after residency, I just wanted to really travel. Uh, I felt like I had missed out on so much because, you know, my mom and her friends are going places. I couldn't go because I was in training. And so I started kind of traveling after that. Um, and I didn't even know I was starting a blog per se, but I just wanted to start sharing with people places I had been, things that they could do, like going to Broadway and seeing shows and, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. going to different places and inspiring people like you can go here and go to Paris and then go to Champagne. And, you know, I went to Atlanta and people were like, you know, you're blogging. And you know, you can get perks from that, from doing this and that. And I'm like, oh, really? And so that's when it kind of became like a business when I realized, wow. you know, I could not get paid necessarily, but I could go places for free and then write about it and post about it. Right. And in terms of balancing, I'm lucky in the fact that I have, uh, I do shift work at night. So I automatically would have just like long stretches of time off, like mm -hmm. long weekends or five days off. And that's when I would like fit travel in and during right. those plate times that I would have off. And so it is, it does get tiring because then I don't have just time off because I'm right. um, traveling here, working here, traveling. I went to a cookout with my husband yesterday and I was like, wow, this is like the first thing I've done all summer in Atlanta. Because usually <laughs> if I'm home, I'm either working or just so exhausted that I'm just resting before the next right. day, you know? Right. Um, so I, I haven't really done much in Atlanta. There's so much in Atlanta I haven't done because like I said, I'm either working or traveling or resting for the next work shift or yeah. travel. So it is a, it is a huge, um, uh, balancing act and I never give myself the chance to rest because it's like turning. My brain is always turning. Like sure. I got back from Morocco and I'm like, I got to start planning 2024 trips. So like this past oh. week I had meetings for 2024. So um, it's a disease. It, it is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a disease. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, always. Yeah. I, Nadine says, I'm so tired. I'm like, uh, you kind of overschedule yourself, babe. I do. I yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. So it's something I'm, I'm trying to work on. I'm constantly trying to work on to just right. give myself time to rest. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's, it is rough. It is rough. I don't, I don't wish this on anyone. <laughs> No, it sounds like you are the ideal candidate for a staycation. Just yeah, uh, yes. yeah. She, but be in your neighbors. She does those. What do you do for a staycation? Um, so sometimes I have stay in a hotel here. Like I get offers mm. for local um, hotels where they want me to. I had one recently, and I just didn't have the time to fit it in. But I will stay mm. in hotels here in Atlanta to check them out, and um, so that's sometimes what I do for a staycation. Because if I'm home, I will not get off the computer. I will right. be on the computer. Right. So um, that is fun when I get to check out local hotels mm -hmm. and see mm -hmm. what's going on here. So yeah, I do do those as well. Okay. So, you know, as we were, you know, thinking of having you on, I'm thinking about the mental health um, impacts yes. of travel. Yes. And what yes. I see is there are a lot of positives, but there are also a lot of mental health negatives mm. with travel. And one of the things is um, in regards to like, the, the more negative things would be mm. the anxiety, yep. the anxiety yeah. that you have yeah. about going somewhere brand new. Yeah. You've never been here. Yeah. What are yeah. you, what's going to happen? What's to expect? What do you need to bring? All of those questions that um, right. like also fuel the excitement. But for yeah. some people, travel is not something that they consider because of these of the other. Anxiety. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so for me, people are surprised, first of all, that I have a fear of flying. 
Um, yeah. I had a horrible flight once and I didn't fly for two years. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I still don't like it. I still don't like, yeah, when they get on a 15 hour flight. No, I still have anxiety around that. It's gotten better. Um, so I, I talk to a lot of people about that and try to help get over that fear. But I do meet someone who just booked my trip actually to Italy told me he's, you know, single and she likes to travel, but she never has anyone to travel with. And so she thought this was a great way to travel because she gets to go with a group Mm -hmm. and meet Mm -hmm. new people because there's always a push on social media. Like, oh, don't wait for your friends, just solo travel, just go to the place by yourself. But there's a lot of people that don't feel comfortable just right, going right. to Europe by themselves or especially going to Africa as, by themselves. Especially as a woman. Yeah. Right, especially right. as a woman. Mm-hmm, I would not mm-hmm. recommend like Fez in Morocco. I could never imagine a woman being there by themselves. We were with men and we were still being harassed in the souks in Fez. It was mm-hmm. it was rough. That mm. that was rough. So yes, there's a lot of anxiety around that. And so I think it's like for group travel for people like that that will help because they're with other people. And so, yes, you're right. I have friends who it does provoke anxiety, you know, just the thought of going to a new country. Um, For me, I will, I'm at the point that I will go like anywhere, like, you know, especially like for press trips, I got invited to Istanbul and I'm like, sure. I didn't know who I was going with. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's Istanbul. Let's go, you know? Right, right. but for me, with this group travel, I really understand that people are going that have maybe not traveled much. They're going for that comfort. And I, I, I love that because I can talk to people about travel. For me, travel has like almost saved my life. You know, I started the blog at a time that I was really low. There was a real low point in, in my life. And so travel like kind of saved me being mm-hmm. able to, to mm-hmm. get out there. And I had always had a trip planned because that was like what I had to look forward to, right, to right, do right. for myself. And so I welcome people who may have that anxiety and I talk to them and I show them what we like do on our group trips. Because even before Morocco, Sophia will tell you, I've always planned trips. I'm the person who plans trips for my family, friends. You know, I'm always mm-hmm. planning get-togethers. I run a book club. So I love building community in that way. So, um, yeah, I think travel is just transformative uh, yeah. for people. And so, yeah, you know, it's it's great to be able to offer this for people who may be anxious about going places by themselves, um, that they get mm-hmm. to meet new friends and go on these right. group trips. So, yeah. I've, I've and always... Every, and I plan everything. So it's like you just have to pay your money. You just show up. Just show up. Just show up. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I firmly believe that travel is the best education we can give ourselves to go out into the world and experience different cultures, different people, different yes. foods, music, et cetera. You come back with a new perspective. Mm-hmm. Like it, mm-hmm. shi- it, shifts, it shifts what you what you thought you believed. Mm-hmm. And now your world mm-hmm. is more open. Right. And yes. I remember um, my eldest daughter, she loves to travel. Um <laughs> And she, what I find when she goes on these trips and she's traveled with, with her aunt, um, like the self-confidence that comes from that and the the empowerment, like I can do this and I can go Mm -hmm. into this foreign country and I can, and I can survive and thrive. I think there's this this whole piece where it really just empowers you to know that you can do this and you can find your way to that hotel or to that island Mm -hmm. and you can read the ferry schedule and you can figure it out yes absolutely yes and it still does that 
I force myself to go on solo trips still. I mean, I travel with my family, I do press trips with the blog, but I still do solo travel because for that exact reason, because mm-hmm. sometimes I've gotten lazy going, like say on trips with my husband because he'll like pull the bags, he'll do the stuff in the car with the directions, he'll do certain mm-hmm. things. And I still want to do the solo trips to feel that independence, to mm-hmm. feel like I can still do all the things, you know? Right. And not only that, but I get time to myself to like just recoup, do, you know, just get up and do the things that I want to do and not have to worry about anyone else and just recenter myself. And so, yeah, I do at least one a year where mm-hmm. I'm just going by myself and really, I, my first solo trip was to Northern California and I did yeah. like an eat, pray, love trip. Pray, love. Yeah. yeah right. mm-hmm. In 2011. And again, just for all the reasons you just mentioned of your daughter, that's what right. I got from that. And so, yeah, at least once a year, I just take off someplace by myself and just like woosah and you know get that independence back and right. just really recenter myself so yeah it's great i yeah. definitely recommend for people one thing that you need to do whether you travel solo or in groups is share your itinerary with the loved ones back yeah mm-hmm. absolutely super important so people know yes. where you are um yes you the can safety. also yeah you can also share your location absolutely on your phone. Mm. yeah Another travel tip, this this is what I need for my mental health, is I cannot come back from a trip on a Sunday and go to work Monday. Right. Just, the right. the re-entry is so traumatizing. It's yeah. depressing. I, I know. So, And then you're just like, oh, God, I have to be at, back at work. So I and you're falling come, asleep. And- yeah, I'll come home like on a Thursday and go back to work on Monday. So you need to kind of build that in so you can go over your mail, do your laundry, mm-hmm. put the dog at the borders and, you know, do all of that stuff. So, And that is because, you know, you want to squeeze every minute into vacationing and to travel. Right. You need to know. Your, some people can do it. Yeah, I have friends who do it. They get in Sunday night at midnight and go to work Monday. I'm like you. I cannot. I can't can't do it. And But the thing Mm -hmm. is, you have to know yourself. So that is one travel travel rule that I have employed. Judy, do Mm -hmm. you have any personal travel rules? Personal travel rules. Um, You know, I'm thinking safety. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking um, I love my crossbody bag. Mm-hmm, and because mm-hmm. it's it's not something and we need to be mindful we need to be thinking safety mm-hmm, we need mm-hmm. to be hyper vigilant know who's around us and be cautious yes. um mm-hmm. and so i think of theft i think yes. of pickpockets and mm-hmm. so i love my crossbody bag it's right here nobody's going to mm-hmm. be able to snatch that off of me as opposed to a loose bag hanging over yeah. a shoulder that someone could easily grab right. so that Absolutely. is something that i that i always think about and mm-hmm. um you know i just want to i want to have this experience without having to stress mm-hmm. over oh yes. my gosh my wallet was stolen what am i right. going to do how am i going to get around mm-hmm. my passport's missing i don't want yes. any of that so i try to be hyper vigilant about like keeping myself safe and yes. making sure that all of my documents are on my person right yeah crossbody bag that's what i use always have it on and I always have it in the front and yeah, yeah it's and like Sophia said sharing your itinerary having a picture of your passport mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so have that on your phone or in your email and sending that to somebody also back home um mm-hmm. we use the safe usually in the hotels and that's where we put 
our passport and like any major credit cards. The thing is, especially if you're jumping around from hotel to hotel, to take it out the same. Yeah, yeah. Because we changed rooms in a hotel in Dubai once and we forgot and left it in the safe. Thank goodness it was in the same hotel so we mm-hmm. could go back and get it. But that's my fear when I'm moving around a lot on the trip is that I'm going to forget and leave it in the safe. But that's if we're staying like at a hotel, like five right. days in a hotel, we leave mm-hmm. it in the safe usually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But we always have a picture of our passport that we have in our like phone or email that you can sure. access it and we send it to somebody back home just in case like your phone gets stolen, your bag gets stolen, that you have some way to access a picture of your passport if you right. have to go to the embassy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So wow. that's good to have. Well, Nadine, I mean, we could talk for a yeah. much longer time, <laughs> but I want um, people, our two Soka listeners, to know where they can find you sure, online sure. and where they can book a trip. What trips yeah. do you have coming up? What trips do you yeah. have coming up? So we're doing Northern Italy in October. That's October 3rd to 13th. So it's again, like a road trip through Northern Italy. This is like highly focused on food and wine. It's like mm-hmm. going truffle hunting, truffle hunting in Alba, Prosecco tasting, um, pasta making workshop. Um, so it's oh, all the things good. in Northern Italy, wine tasting, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going from Milan all the way to Venice. So mm-hmm. we start in Milan and in Venice. Um, so that's in October. So my website is the sophisticatedlife.com. So it's easy. You'll mm-hmm. see all the trips there under um, culinary travels or travel with me. So they can check those out. And on Instagram, um, at the Sophist Life. Um, that's the same on Twitter. And on Facebook, um, the Sophisticated Life. So okay. it's easy. All right. Yeah. Well, I can tell you. I I just want to say, you know, Nadine, I do follow you. I, I see what you're doing and it is so much fun to watch and oh, exciting to you. see. And you put these video clips together like you are a spokesperson for every country you go to <laughs> because it's it's. It's like, okay, when am I booking my trip to Morocco? Right, right. When am I going here? Because if I can do it like Nadine does it, it's going to be amazing. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and let's not forget, you have travel guides. Don't you sell I travel do. guides? Yeah. Yes. So on Amazon, I have three travel guide eBooks. So mm-hmm. they're like travel destination guides. So like what to do for three days in Paris, what to do if you go to South Africa, um, and then one is like food and wine guides, actually. So it tells you what to eat and drink in different countries that you go to. And one is on USA wine regions. So okay. the idea of that one is like, if you're in Virginia or if you're in California, nice. what the different wine regions are. So yeah, right. you can find that on Amazon under my mm. name, N-A-D-E-E-N, um, last name White, just like the color. Okay. Yep. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Right. Thank you so right. much for being with us, thank Nadine. You. Oh, thank you for having me. And I love it when it's all Jamaicans up in the house. I do. <laughs> yes, yes. So thank you so much for being on the show. And of to the course. listeners, we hope this has um, kind of given you inspired. a sampler and inspired you uh, to um, make that booking and get yes. out and travel and just experiencing experience the world become a world citizen right absolutely absolutely well thanks again for having me i love your podcast do 
Soka family, thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Two Sisters of a Certain Age Conversations with a Therapist and a Doctor. We were thrilled to have my dear friend, Dr. Nadine White, and we just want you to know that if you love to travel, if you love to get out of your comfort mm-hmm. zone, if you love to experience different food and different people, we, we can, can relate. relate. We are on Instagram. We at, what is our Instagram? Two sisters of a certain age. Mm-hmm. And you can reach out to us at Podcast at gmail.com. Please follow, like, and share. Please, please, please. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time. No Longer Network.